listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Bikino, and today we have Jason Book joining us. Welcome, J- Jason Cook. You, call, oh, you I, call me Jason Book. I called you Jason Book. <laughs> I mixed up my last name with yours. I'm so sorry. Jason Cook joining us this morning. Welcome back, Jason. Uh, I'm blaming this on you because you, you left me. <laughs> I did leave you for most yes, of the week. Most of the week. Welcome back. Um, you've been in Catherine, Northern Territory. Yes. And I believe you did some, you went to Kakadu as well. What's What's been going on? Oh, well, my daughter's been working up there, and um, it was an opportunity. She was having a few days off, and uh, I've always wanted to go to the Catherine Gorge and see that. And uh, so I flew up and I spent a few days, and uh, she hadn't been to Kakadu and some other places. So we did some traveling around. We did the gorge. We went to a beautiful place called Edith Falls, which is uh, about 40 minutes out of Catherine as well. Mm. Beautiful place where you can swim uh, in the river there, and one of the pools was closed because of crocodiles, but oh, the, yes. other, the other one was open. So, yeah, we uh, we had a great time in the very warm weather up there. Yes, yes, <laughs> we weren't jealous at all. And um, <laughs> I always forget that there's those dangers up there in the Northern Territory of crocodiles. You always and, have to be careful of where the crocs are. Yeah, the main danger of Tasmania is our weather, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have deadly snakes. Oh, so. yes, that, that too. We yes. have that too. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you back in the show um and also it's going to be a quick stopover for you because you and i are heading off to digital discipleship today yeah so, up in sydney yes looking forward to that it'll be a good weekend it will be up there with many other people focusing on how we can use technology to share the message to other people absolutely so if you're heading up to digital discipleship as well um we we might see you there so Mm. um yeah don't be a stranger although you don't see our faces you recognize our voices and that's important (laughs) um this is a live program so if you are listening this morning uh text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one we'd love to hear from you today is our connecting the dots program and um You've entitled this program Standing Firm. Mm. So this is a bit different from the last programs you've done, which I believe were on love. And I said that you plagiarized my program on that, but we're not going to get into that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Standing Firm is a bit of a different uh, approach, I'm guessing. Um, What kind of promo can you give us for today's program? Well, I think um, this uh, idea is is quite a, a common theme in in the Bible, and uh, at many times God instructs us to stand firm. Mm. And I think it's going to become more and more important as time goes on, as as we uh, come towards the latter days. The you know we know that um, if we study the Bible, that it gives us signs and warnings of of what's to come, and uh, we seem to be heading there very rapidly. And so I think it's important to have a look at, you know, what it what does it mean, particularly in the time of the end, what does it mean to stand firm? Hmm. How do we stand firm? And uh, I guess that's what I want to look at today. And I'll finish up with a few pointers, I guess, as to um, how we can do that. 
Absolutely. Um, and you can find all of our Connecting the Dots episodes on the Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. So if this is your first time tuning in, you can go back and listen to those episodes Um and we're under the Connecting the Dots program, or you can find all our past episodes for Tassie Encounters underneath Tassie Encounters. Um, so, shall we dive in? I was actually going to say, <laughs> you mentioned the fact that I did a few uh, programs on love, but I think uh, more recently I did a different one. I'm trying to look I'm at... I'm trying to remember which one remember it was. The I remember the love one. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I can't... Oh, I remember. It was the privilege of service. That's it. The yes. privilege of serving. That was my last one. That, that did, was so. a good one. Yes. Yeah. So be sure to check those out. Mm. So today we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 3 primarily, mm-hmm. and um, I find this a fascinating story because this is in the book of Daniel, but Daniel is not mentioned in this chapter at all, and uh, there must be a, an assumption that he must have been away somewhere traveling, mm. and but he had three close friends. These were all people who had also been brought or taken captive <laughs> from um, from Jerusalem, mm. along with Daniel. And so they were close friends of his. They were also loyal. They're, they're mentioned in uh, Daniel chapter 1, I think, when they... Um, oh, refused to eat the food. Where they refused to eat the king's uh, rich and probably unhealthy food. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Abednego. There's all sorts of ways that people pronounce them, but that's how I pronounce them. And I think that's their... Uh, Babylonian names. Um, I can't actually remember. I'd have to go back to chapter one to to get their uh, Hebrew names. But mm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are the three friends of Daniel, and uh, they were put to the test mm. <laughs> in this chapter three. So um, I guess we can get into it, and uh, you can start off by reading Daniel 3, and we're reading from the New Living Translation today. Yes. Daniel 3, we're going to start with verses 1 to 15. Sure thing. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officers to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow down to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace." So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the gold statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed the Jews. Wait. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, long live the king. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments. 
That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods, gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I have set up. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Well, there's, uh, the, there's the story. It's a bit of a long reading, but yeah. I thought we'd, uh, we'd go through it um, mm. initially just to set the picture. So we've got uh, Daniel and his three friends. And interestingly, um, that little bit there in verse 8, it says, uh, but some of the astrologists went to the king and informed on the Jews. Oh, that's that they, I thought I read they, that wrong. They were yeah. dobbers. They were dobbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, what do you mean informed on the Jews? No, they tattled. <laughs> yes, that's it. They, they told on them. <laughs> they told um, So, but interestingly, these three Jews were not... I don't imagine in the habit of disobeying the king. Mm. They were leaders. Yeah, they, they were, were officials. They were high up in charge of like. And so, thing. by and large, these guys were very um, uh, careful to follow the the king's mm. rules. So, in this instance, they refused to do so, and there must have been a good reason. And uh, we will come back and dig into this a little bit more. Mm. But before, let's uh, have a look at our listener question. Yes. Um, today, I've uh, I've put this as a list of questions. We'd love to hear from you today. Share a time that you had to stand your ground over something you really believed was the right thing to do or believe in, even though others were against you. Mm. And, uh, Carmelina, do you have one instance like this? <laughs> I have a few, um, but a lot of it is mostly um, when I've read the information and others haven't. And, um, like, so that usually becomes a bit of a dispute and I try and push, uh, no, look, look, this is what I'm trying to show you. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the times go, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And that would bother me quite a bit, but I'll just, so what I've learned to do is just kind of sit back and mm. let it happen. Mm. <laughs> um, and then later on they'll go, oh, Kami was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I usually stop fighting after a while and just leave them be. <laughs> Um, but we would like to hear from you this morning. Share a time that you had to stand your ground over something that you really believed was the right thing to do or believe even though others were against you. Text us in this morning on 0488 Now We've got a long intro on this song, yes, so while it's do. playing, I'm going to give you my answer to this. That, yes. uh, in one of my workplaces, uh, there was a lot of pressure put on me from work colleagues to join in uh, and participate in in drinking, you know? oh, and so okay. that was something, and and it was relentless. Mm. It, it always went on, and so anyway, we'd love to hear from you today. Share mm. a time that you had to stand your ground over something you really believed in and believed was the right thing to do, uh, but others were against you. Text us in on zero four double eight 
880891. This song is How Firm a Foundation by Chelsea Moon and the Friends Brothers. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we've got Jason Cook, not Jason Book, Jason Cook, <laughs> uh, on our Connecting the Dots program, and he is talking about standing firm. Before the break, we had a listener question for you. Share a time that you had to stand your ground over something you really believed in, and that it was the right thing to do. Or believe, even though others were against you. We've got a heavy topic this morning. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear from you. Now, Jason, before the break, you were sharing your response to this question a little bit. Did you want to touch on it any a, a bit more? Because we've had got to be cut off from the song, so I thought I'll give you a bit of an opportunity. Well, I guess there's been a few other examples, but. Um 
Yeah, it's almost like sometimes if you stand firm that mm. people will push harder. Yeah. You know, um, and also sometimes people will judge you as thinking that you're thinking that you think yeah. <laughs> that you're better than them if you don't participate in something or you don't do something. But, um, you know, that's not how it is. No. From my perspective, if I choose to uh, not drink alcohol, that's, uh, you know, that's my decision. That's my belief. And mm. um, I, I just... Yeah, stood firm in that. <laughs> Just on that notion, I know we've got a lot to get through, so I'll share this really quickly. There's a comedian that I love, and his name escapes me right now, and he talks about this. And he says that, um, and it's one of the reasons people don't like people who say are vegan or vegetarian. <clears throat> and the reason, or who go running in the morning. Yeah. And he says, the reason that we don't like these people is because they can exercise an element of self-control mm. that we can't. Mm. So I think it's a, a lot of it comes down to jealousy. Like mm. a lot of the times when you share, oh, I don't do this or I don't do that, people go, how can you resist it? Mm. How are you able to stand firm? Mm. So I guess um, that could be a bit of encouragement for you and for you as well. Um, if if you've been in this situation, um, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Text us in a time when you had to stand your ground over something. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So we're going to have a look at the passage in a bit more <coughs> detail. Um, first of all, we see that King Nebuchadnezzar, so he was the uh, king of Babylon at this mm. time. He made this statue, and it was. Of you know reasonable size, pretty tall, <laughs> it's, pretty tall. Yes, it, it wasn't was... an action figure style <laughs> size. Ninety feet tall, mm, and that's in in uh, modern day measurements or in our our metric uh, mm. measurements. That's twenty seven point five meters tall. I was just about to look. I worked out. <laughs> I worked out that that's about an eight to nine story building height. Wow! So it's quite big. And uh, it, it was uh, two point seven five meters wide. So it's mm. a pretty pretty major thing um it makes me wonder if it was solid gold it says it was gold but or whether it was plated gold i'm guessing it was plated in gold but huge statue statue. massively heavy and uh the interesting thing is it doesn't um really say what the statue was it doesn't say that uh it was of a person but the indication is that it probably was and i'm mm. guessing it was a statue that sort of represented nebuchadnezzar, nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> <laughs> whether it was a uh, an image of him or something that certainly represented him and mm. um, that's that's my guess there um the other thing in verse 2 um who actually attended all people yeah but all, all, all what people if you read it carefully was it every person or whether it was it the... Uh, oh, it was the important people. It was the important people. Yes, not all people, <laughs> yeah. the important people. It was all of the officials yes. and uh, and governors. And uh, it's interesting, in verse 4, it actually says that a herald shouted out. Have you ever thought about that word, herald? We, we sing, hark the herald angels sing. And we've got this word here. Is it a messenger? Because I've heard it. Yeah. I've seen it on newspapers, like the Morning Herald or something like that. So it Is says, it? Uh, yeah, the Morning Herald. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's somebody officially employed to carry mm. official messages, and uh, they are often related to ceremonial um, events and things like that. So mm. yeah. Very so cool. anyway, I uh, I had to look that up to, <laughs> to know what that meant. So. 
This was an important message that uh, the king was to send out to all of the officials to come and meet on this, uh, I think it was a plain, like a, a flat area. Mm. Obviously, the flat area was so you could see this statue, but being eight stories high, <laughs> you'd be able to see it. Just a um, little bit. Uh, and then, of course, uh, verse 5 is where we're given the instruction to worship. It says, when the music sounds, when the music yes. plays, you are to bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Mm. And anyone who f- refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. It's interesting, isn't it? Here, This is a pretty forceful mm. Uh, a forceful action here. <laughs> Very, um, yeah, co- not coerced, but like <laughs> control. It's 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 yeah. It's almost more than coercion, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, more like, than coercion. It's threatening. <laughs> it's it's threatening at your risk of your yes. life if you if you don't do it. So, of course, um, most people would go ahead and do that. Yeah. But three guys didn't. Hmm. Um, just before we go on there. I wanted to flick over to Revelation chapter 13 and you think, well, why are we going from Daniel chapter 3 over to Revelation? Well, there seems to be a lot of parallels here in Daniel chapter 3 to some of the things in Revelation chapter 13. Mm. And number one, there's a, a strong message of worship here, um, worshipping an image or a statue um yeah so i'm just going to read uh verse 14 of revelation 13 and it's talking about beasts and things and later on in daniel it gets a lot into various beasts and these seem to actually be connected to the revelation one as well but in uh, revelation 13 verse 14 mm. it says here that with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. Um, and then a bit later it actually talks about um, the fact that if you didn't worship the beast, you would be uh, put to death. Mm. So there's a very similar connection here. and. <clears throat> I'm just alluding to that. I'm not really doing an in-depth study of Revelation today. Um, But interestingly here, there's a very strong connection between the language that's used in this chapter, which is really just a story. You know, Mm. this is a historical story. It's an event. It's recorded. But there's a lot of similarity in the language and some of the actions that happen uh, in Revelation 13. So I'll point a a few more of those out as we go along. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, in uh, Revelation, it also um, identifies or it gives some information around, and I said I'm not going to study it in, in, in detail, but <laughs> if you look in Daniel 7, you'll see that there's, there's things that are directly connected. Daniel 7, Revelation 13, there's uh, mentions of the uh, the beasts that we see in, in Revelation 7 and Revelation 8, also in uh, Revelation uh, 13 as well. Um, but the key thing is here in Daniel 3, verse 6, anyone who doesn't worship it will be thrown into the furnace. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone 
uh, here has uh, been near a furnace, but they get they get pretty hot. <laughs> yep, got a pizza oven at home, so yeah. yes, that gets very hot. <laughs> and so, uh, if you were thrown into it, you're probably not going to survive. No. Um, let's let's just uh, I will just read a few more verses in Revelation 13. Mm-hmm. I said I wasn't going to go into it in detail, but I will read a few verses no, here. Let's go. Um, so Revelation 13:14 it says he ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue mm. so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. So that's the very similar um, instruction here. Worship this beast or die. Mm. <laughs> now, um, Revelation is very symbolic, and so this may not be a physical uh, statue here in Revelation 13 that it's talking about, mm. but the concept is still about worship, and if you don't worship it, uh, you would die. Mm. Um in verse 15, uh, uh, let's go on to 16. Mm-hmm. He required every everyone, this is in Revelation 13 again, he required everyone, small, great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. Uh, no one could buy or sell without the mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Mm. Um, now, this uh, this concept here of buying and selling no one could participate in normal day-to-day life now would you argue that buying and selling is sort of normal day-to-day things it's general yeah <laughs> you go to the shop you buy your food and whatever <laughs> yeah, in so so here's uh, some strong coercion here yes. to uh, try to um pressure people mm. into uh worshiping the beast and and back in Daniel, here it says um, in verse 4, bow to the ground to worship. And I wanted to just sort of uh, bring this concept of bowing, bowing down. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever heard the term bow to the pressure? Uh, <clears throat> or the yeah, phrase? I think so. I think I've heard one similar to it as well, like knuckle yeah. under or, yeah. or submit. <laughs> yeah, submit. Yeah. It's really the concept of submitting <clears throat> to, you know, if you bow to the pressure, mm. it means you give in. Yeah. You give in when, when people are pressuring you. So, so there was pressure here um, given to these three guys and uh, also... Um, also, in the last days, in, mm. in verse 13, there's going to be a lot of pressure initially applied to for people to submit. Yes, mm. and I'm sure we'll get into more of that in the next section. We'll just quickly go to another break. Before we do, um, just a reminder of our listener questions. Share a time that you had to stand your ground over something you really believed in. It was the right thing to do or believe even though others were against you. And we have a message here from David from WA. He says, the seventh day Sabbath, the state of the dead, eating as a plant-based vegan eater. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, David, for texting in this morning all good things to stand up against so if you'd like to share um something that happened to you or a time where you had to stand your ground text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one also we have a book offer later in the program god's holy word is it still worth dying for by ellen g white right now this is jericho by andrew rip 
I've been stacking up the years I spent trading punches with the enemy Built myself a double thick stone tower of lies higher than the eye can see Trapped in my flesh and bone Crying out to you, Lord, I'm desperate Love, come rattle this cage and set me free All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, oh Lord My prison turns to ruin when your love moves in All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down Crashing through the pride and the blame Cutting straight to the heart of me Long before I ever called your name You were fighting for my victory Carved in your flesh and bone The wounds that have set my souls forgiven Oh, now I can feel the darkness trembling All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, oh Lord. My prison turns to ruin when your love moves in All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and this morning it's another Connecting the Dots episode and we have Jason Cook talking about standing firm. Now, Jason, before the break, we've just been looking at a comparison, I guess, of Daniel 3 and Revelation 13 Mm. and how... Revelation 13 has a very similar story about someone being forced to worship 
mm-hmm. something against their will. Coerced and Coerced at, the, at the threat of death. <laughs> or threatened. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's not of, of, clearly not of our will. So not, mm. not to willingly do it because if you don't, you will die. So um, coming from that and going back into Daniel, um, what are we trying to look for in this section? Yeah, so... I just want to bring out something that I didn't mention before, that the beast of Revelation that is requesting this worship, mm. uh, that is enforcing this worship, is identified earlier in the chapter as having is being given power from the dragon, which is clearly identified as Satan. Mm. So um, we we know that, uh, you know, if, we, if, we've com- if we're complying with or... Um, worshipping or going along with what Satan wants, it's uh, not what God wants. Mm. So, and, and even Christ himself was tempted after his wilderness experience. He was tempted by the devil mm. to worship him. You know, he was actually said, you know, worship me and I'll give you everything. Well, mm. um, Jesus himself was tempted to to worship, or well, tempted by the, the, the devil directly. Mm. So back into... Um, Daniel, we're going to just continue on. Uh, from verse uh, 7 in Daniel chapter 3, the music played, and of course we know that um, the three Jewish men uh, did not bow down and worship, and they got they got dobbed on. They, they got, got dobbed on. I bet there were people who wanted their jobs. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, of course, they were called up to King Nebuchadnezzar, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar, did you remember how he was feeling at this point in time? Pretty mad. <laughs> he was he pretty, was mad, pretty wasn't he? angry. He went into a rage. It says he flew into a rage. Yes. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, he was sort of, uh, I guess, considered himself to be a reasonable man. Yes. Because he gave them one more chance. <laughs> he says, "I'll give you another chance." I think he was like, <laughs> it was like that bit where it's like you've got. Um, you know, in a, a good kid, and you're like, "What are you doing? Why are you acting up?" I think that's kind of the similar rage that he's having here because he he wouldn't usually give them a chance. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, so I think this was because Nebuchadnezzar was a pretty pretty tough king. So I think, yeah, he was doing it because he liked them. Like you know, he's like, "You guys are my favorite. What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, well, they'd done well, hadn't they? Yeah. In the past, they they'd been shown to be better than you know. In the Daniel chapter one, they'd mm. been shown to be wiser and and uh, stronger and fitter than the others. So, I think you're right. I think um, the king sort of did have a bit of a didn't want to kill them. He, he didn't, didn't want to do it. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to give them a chance. Yeah. So I love the response, and we hadn't actually read this yet. Yes. So can I get you to read the yes. response? Um, In verse 16, I believe. Verse 16 right through to 18, um, sure please. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Mm. Now, <clears throat> why? Why, why would they not do that? Why do you think they refused to worship the statue? 
being mm. Jews. Why do you think that's the case? Because it's against the the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it says yes. uh, that you should have one God, one God, and you should not bow down to images. Yes. It makes it very clear in the Ten Commandments. The uh, is it the Second Commandment? Yeah, first um, and second, I think. Or second, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they, uh, despite the fact that that they're in Babylon, they were Jews. They mm. were still loyal and faithful to their teaching to their understanding that was given to them as Jews. And Mm. obviously, by and large, that must have been able to be done. You know, Mm. they must have been able to to keep that way of life. Um, And in this instance, um, they were making it very clear to King Nebuchadnezzar that they would never, Mm. I love that, we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you Mm. have set up. Um, but let's go back a little bit. I, I, I'm identifying this as a statement of faith and allegiance. Mm. Two things here. Mm. And the statement of faith is found in verse 17 where it says, The God whom we serve is able to save us. Mm. That's if they're thrown into the furnace. The yes. God whom we serve is able to save us. So they had belief. They had faith. Mm. And he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Mm. So again... This was a very strong statement. He will rescue. He mm, will. He you will. Know, this is like almost without saying it without, yeah. yeah, with certainty. Certainty. And yet, in verse 18, I love this um, little a change, I guess, to, mm. to the way they're saying it. But even if he doesn't. Mm. <laughs> so, isn't it interesting that they had the faith and they made a statement that, that God's power would rescue them. Yes. But even if he doesn't, mm. we want to make it clear to you, Your Majesty, that we will never serve your gods. So this is what I would say is the statement of allegiance here. Mm. Who are they allegi- Who? What's the word? Who is their allegiance to? Who is their allegiance to? Who are they loyal to? Yes. And here their loyalty is clearly to the God that they serve, the mm. one and only God. Yeah. And... Uh, it was made very clear that they would never serve or worship in the way that King Nebuchadnezzar had been instructing. Mm. Um, this concept here comes again in chapter 13 of Revelation, where there's this clear instruction to worship mm. a person or a being, a statue, a system, whatever it is, in chapter 13 that of Revelation, that it's instructed to worship in this particular way. And Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused to worship this way in Revelation 13. Mm. I believe it's calling those who are faithful. Um, let's just actually jump over to Revelation 14 for a moment. Yes. Uh, 14 verse 12, if I can quickly bring that up, I've unless you've got, got it there. I've got it here. 14 verse 12. Yes, 14 yep. verse 12. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. Mm. Patiently. So there's, there's this... Um, there's this concept of enduring, mm. of standing firm. <laughs> it doesn't say give in mm. and just go along with it. Yeah. It says endure. Endure. Okay. Stand firm in the beliefs. Well, why would this, uh, again, in Revelation 13, this is, this is talking about later times, mm. why would this be 
a problem in Revelation 13 in the future when we're going to be instructed to worship, um, worship this beast, whatever that means. It's symbolic. Mm. It's probably not a literal beast. It's probably not a literal statue, mm. um, but it could be a person or a system. And uh, we need to think about, well, hang on, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, mm. they were instructed to worship one God, the true God, and nothing else. Yes. And we need to keep that same thinking in mind. Absolutely. Well, it's time for another break, but just quickly, our book offer for this morning, God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Dying For? by Ellen G. White. Champions for Truth. During the dark, what we call the dark ages, the enemy used counterfeiting, compromising and frightening tactics to create the whole false system of religion that hardly resembles Christ's original church. The Bible was either abandoned or locked up so no one could read it. Paganism, atheism and politics were mixed with truth until mostly error was left. Once then, though, we live in a godless time with the Bible under attack. God needs you. He needs all of us to champion his truth. He needs us. He needs his people once again to stand on the Bible and nothing else. The code is after the break, but right now this is Another in the Fire by The War Within and Rachel Wilkins. There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between Where I used to be and this reckoning I know I'll never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me There was another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Where another died for me There is another in the fire
space between all the things unseen and this reckoning. on Faith Affirm and we are finishing up our program with Jason Cook talking about standing firm. As promised, we have our giveaway for this morning, God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Fighting For? by Ellen G. White. To claim this um, book this morning, you need to text in the code and that code is STAND45, S-T-A-N-D and the numbers 4 and 5, no spaces. Text that in to 048880891. That is STAND45, S-T-A-N-D and the numbers 4 and 5, no spaces, text that into 0488880891. I think you said that time that the title was um, God's Holy Word, Is It Still Worth Fighting For? I think it's still worth dying dying for. for. I read it wrong, (laughs) my goodness. This is what happens when you disappear for a week, Jason. (laughs) So uh, the the reason is we're we're talking about this, um, the threat of of dying for our beliefs and 
Daniel, uh, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel 3 were mm. at this point. Yes. And uh, ultimately, they had made a decision to be obedient regardless of the outcome. Yes. And I think this this is how we demonstrate our allegiance to God, mm. is by obedience regardless of our circumstances, our threats, or possible outcomes, even to the point of death. So mm. let's read what happened in Daniel 3, verse 19 to 27. Yes. Verse 19, as it goes, Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace, fully dressed in their pants, turbans, robes, and other garments. And because the king in his anger had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in so Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego securely tied fell into the roaring flames but suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace yes your majesty we certainly did they replied Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. So God saved them. Yes, uh, he did. <laughs> and uh, it would appear as though Jesus was actually in there with them, right yeah. next to them. And this is the faith that we need to have um, in the last days, we need mm. to know that no matter our circumstances, even this earthly life may be taken away from us, mm. but Jesus has already uh, saved us. If we've accepted that, then we will be saved and, and uh, we don't need to be fearful for our earthly life here. Mm. Um, now, interestingly, Nebuchadnezzar goes on, and we won't read it because we, we don't have time, but uh, Nebuchadnezzar goes on to acknowledge the yes. God of Shadrach, Meshach, <coughs> and Abednego. Mm. And uh, he then says uh, that everyone must worship him, mm. which, again, is not quite right. He, it took him a few goes before he really got the concept um, yeah. because forced worship is never uh, is never right. But, yeah. um but nevertheless, this was the start of Nebuchadnezzar's journey uh, towards God. And I believe we'll see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven because he actually wrote um, mm. chapter 4 of Daniel. Uh, he was a reformed man in mm. the end. So just to summarize today some of the points that we've been going through, forced worship's never a good no. thing. Uh, true worship must be done at a free will. And mm. uh, God wants us to be obedient to him and stand firm on the truth that he shares with us in his, in his word, mm. including the Ten Commandments. We need to dig deep into the scripture, find out exactly what it says, understand it, you know, search it, study it, 
um, and and get the right foundation because there's no point in doing something that is wrong. You know, mm. like there's no there's no point in standing firm in something that's wrong. Can you stand firm in quicksand? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sink, aren't you? Yes. You need to get the right grounding first. Mm. Uh, we need to stand firm in our faith in mm. Jesus because ultimately He is the one who saves us. We need to never give up that faith. And uh, I believe that um, that ultimately the way to do this, and there's a scripture passage that I'll read in a moment, mm. is to spend that daily time to study the Bible, to spend time with God, and to really, uh, if you haven't started your spiritual journey, start it now, start mm. today. Um, the passage I wanted to finish up with is in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 17. It says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the devil, day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, mm. with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Mm. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm. So beautifully summarizes how we can stand firm. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 17. It's a great verse. Um, thank you, Jason, for your presentation this morning. Be sure to join us next week. Um, we have Tamika Spaulding, and it's called A New Routine for Connecting the Dots. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to that one as well. Also join us on Monday. We have Jason Cook and Afi Tuoi continuing on with Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, and I think it's part 1. Part one, yes. Part one, yes. So you guys have that one on Monday. And just a reminder of our book offer this morning. There's still a few left, so if you'd like it, be sure to text in the code. Um, stand 45 S-T-A-N-D and the numbers 4 and 5 no spaces text that in to 0488880891 the book is God's Holy Word is it still worth dying for thank you for joining us today and may you encounter Jesus more today uh, this next song is Never Lost by Cain and Essential Worship thank you everyone Miracles when you move such an easy thing for you to do And your hand is moving right now And you are still showing up At the tomb of every Lazarus And your voice 